everyone. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday. It's January 11th. It's 2022. We have six NBA games to talk about here on today's slate. I am joined today by Christy Metzger. Creighton, what's happening? Hey, good to see you, Stevie. I don't think we've uh, done one of these shows, you know, since before the holidays and New Year's. So I hope you had a good uh, Christmas and holiday and New Year and all that good stuff. So good to see you. Yes. Um, I know you worked a little bit last month with um, Lute and Grant. Yes. So I, I enjoyed my vacation, but uh, back on the grind, yes. you, know, you know, I'm actually going to Daytona for the testing. Well, tomorrow, because we're recording Monday night, but um excited to be back at the track. So, um, but yeah, man, we got basketball. Um, how was how your NFL season end up? Did you have a good end of the NFL season week 18? I asked Will the same thing yesterday. I figure I asked you today as well. Yeah, you know, I did. I um, and it, But actually it came on the afternoon slate. I ended up winning a couple of tournaments. It wasn't on the main slate, but uh, had a good afternoon run. Turns out, you know, stacking some of the, I had a lot of exposure to Russell Wilson and um, Lockett and some of those guys in there. James Conner had a lot of exposure to that game. So ended on, definitely ended on a good note, but more in an unexpected way with the afternoon slate. I thought the afternoon slate was the better games anyway. Yes. Um, so uh, a lot of my teams that did well had a lot of afternoon players in it. So absolutely. All right, well, let's jump into this NBA slate. We get started here. OKC at Washington. 216.5 total here. Washington is a nine and a half point favorite. Looking at the Thunder side, uh, Isaiah Roby and Kendrick Williams are out. And then for Washington, Thomas Bryant is out. Anthony Gill is out. And that's really it. So two teams pretty close to healthy. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Thunder? Yeah, you're right. I mean, um, they're both getting pretty healthy. Um, yeah, I see those totals are out now. I looked earlier and they weren't. Um, you know, OKC, their pace of play, they're kind of middle of the pack, 15 out of 30. Um, you know, guys I have interested in, interest in, um, you know, I usually don't start my lineups, but certainly for tournaments have interest in, in SGA. Um, he has a high usage, almost 30% usage. Um, averaging, you know, close to 40 fantasy points per game. So, you know, he's always in the conversation. Um, you know, Josh Giddy has been, been a really good surprise too. I mean, he's been playing really, really well, um, producing over, you know, a point per fantasy point per minute. So I like him. He is priced up there. Um, and then, you know, I, I think you could throw Lou Dort in there maybe as a tournament flyer. Um, you know, he loses a little usage with SGA and Giddy out there, but, you know, he can certainly be a GPP play, um, you know, if you're looking kind of as the last piece there. Yeah, I mean, with the Thunder pretty close to healthy and the pricing the way that it is, I mean, SGA is someone that I, I don't hate in this spot, but, I mean, I think his price is kind of close. Um, I, I mean, Giddy, like you said, He's someone that can, when he gets hot, not only contribute with points, but, you know, rebounds and assists and 6,900. I'm more likely to play him than I am SGA. And, I mean, outside of those guys, with everyone kind of healthy here, I don't know how much else I really want from the Thunder until we start seeing normal rotations. I think the biggest thing to kind of note here 
is Washington's been playing super fast recently. Um, you know, we look at the last, you know, two weeks, they're second in pace behind Houston. So they've been playing really fast. Um, they're not playing great defense. Uh, I think they're bottom 10 in defense in that span. So maybe this is a spot you take a shot on, you know, Giddy and maybe get a little exposure to either Dort or SGA and just kind of hope a fast paced game pays off. What are your thoughts here on the Washington side? Yeah, on the Washington side too, you know, um, you know, that they're getting a little bit healthier too. And I think uh, Montres Harrell's back, but um, you know, Kuzma has been playing just fantastic. I mean, he is priced up there now, but I mean, he's been putting up a ton of points. So um, he does take a little bit of a hit with the wizards getting a little bit healthier um, you know, probably had more interest if Harold was going to remain out, but I think he'll be back tomorrow. Um, Bradley Beal, kind of the same, you know, again, Dinwiddie's back, you know, so Bradley Beal is more of a GPP play for me and not necessarily a target. Um, you know, Gafford, um, I, I was looking last time they played each other back in November. I think, I think Gafford had eight blocks in that game. So he had a big game, but probably again, more interest with, you know, not as much interest in him with Harold back in, but I certainly think, you know, they all make fine GPP plays. So, you know, probably Kuzma, Beal, Gafford, guys I'm looking in tournaments, but not necessarily starting my lineups with. And then, you know, maybe a guy like KCP, if you need him for a last piece or things like that. Um, and then kind of, you know, with Harold coming back, he's probably more reserved as a GPP play as well. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what the rotations look like as far as like Kyle Kuzma goes with Harrell. I think his rebounding numbers that have been so high recently, he does get some like second team usage um, with Harrell on the floor and minutes. So I think it's it's more of just rebounds. Does he get does he hit that ceiling at this price point? I think that's the same concern with um, Bradley Beal. As well, um, you know, Dinwiddie being back here recently has not helped Bradley Beal that much. So mm-hmm. for me on the Washington side, maybe a few tournament shots on Gafford. But overall, um, I don't love Washington in this spot. So moving on, we got Phoenix at Toronto. No total, no lines in this game. Looking at the Toronto side first, Barnes is questionable and Trent Jr. is questionable on the Phoenix side. Cam Johnson is out. Kaminsky's out. Sarge is out. Um, so looking at Phoenix first year, what are your thoughts here on the Suns? Yeah, you know, the Suns, um, you know, been playing them a little bit more when Aiton was out. They certainly had some value. You were able to play Jalen Smith. Um, but with Aiton back, um, you know, maybe a little bit less interest in some of the Phoenix players. But you know, I think, you know, Booker and Paul are certainly always in the conversation and they're priced right um, where I think they make fine plays. Um, I think Paul on DraftKings is a little bit cheaper, but certainly like both of those guys. Um, Mikel Bridges, never really a guy that I start with, but more a last piece. I mean, he can certainly get there with minutes and, you know, if he can get some blocks in there too, some blocks and steals in there too, he can, you know, he can put up some good tournament scores too, but more of a cash game player, last piece. Um, Crowder is now back in the lineup too. So he's under 4k. I think he makes a good value play if you need somebody to save some money with, but um, yeah, I, I think, you know, certainly have some interest. Don't know if I'm necessarily starting my lineups with these guys, but um, maybe targeting Crowder on the value. 
Yeah, and they mean with Cam Johnson out, Crowder, you know, should see a decent amount of minutes here. I wouldn't be shocked if we see him into the 30s at 3,900. Yeah. So don't mind him. I mean, I don't hate Bridges in this spot. You know, with Cam Johnson out as well, his minutes should be pretty secure. I never hate taking a shot on Paul or Booker. I don't usually play those two together. So it's one or the other type things for me. Most of the time it's Paul uh, because of his double-double upside with the assist and how he could rack up points in a hurry. On the Toronto side, I mean, with everyone somewhat healthy here, I think this all depends on Barnes and Trent. If they're out, it will open up some value. If they play, I mean, all these guys are pretty expensive and I don't know if I want to play any of these guys if these two guys play, but now if they don't play, I definitely think it opens up a few things here. Maybe Boucher plays a little bit more, um, you know, something like along those lines where it will open up a few minutes for maybe a guy like Civi or Birch or something along those lines. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like you said, it does hinge on if, if, you know, Barnes and Trent and kind of what's going on there. I mean, Fred Van Vliet has been, you know, just putting up monster numbers, you know, the last few games he's priced up there. He's 9,600 now, but I mean, he's got almost 25% usage, you know, 1.15 fantasy points per minute. And yeah, I mean, he's, he has big upside, but, you know, probably more looking at him for some large field GPP plays. Um, You know, you got Ananobi, um, Trent and Barnes, I mean, all kind of in that mid tier too, they all have decent usage. Um, Siakam actually leads, leads the Raptors in usage. Um, but again, his, he's priced up there too. He has, you know, close to 26% usage. So I think they're all interesting tournament plays, um, but we'll have to wait and kind of see, you know, what it looks like tomorrow. But yeah, there's certainly interest for, for tournaments. All right, moving on. We got Detroit at Chicago. No total in this game. It'll be the second end of a back-to-back for Detroit, so we'll be waiting on some injury news from them. On the Chicago Bulls side of things, Caruso is out, Cook is out, Green is out, and Williams is out. Uh, Looking at Detroit first here, I mean, second end of a back-to-back for the Pistons. And, I mean, it's it's tough to kind of gauge with now with all protocols and everything like that. But this team is coming off of a huge win. Talked about Cade Cunningham on the podcast yesterday. He is coming off of a monster game against Utah. Uh, What are your thoughts here on the Pistons? Yeah, I really like Cade Cunningham. Yeah, watching, you know, put up almost 50 fantasy points tonight, um, you know, and he's still priced just fine. And I know he's a little bit cheaper even on FanDuel. Um, But, yeah, I, I like him a lot for tournaments. You know, you've got they've got some cheap guys. Um, you know, with Hayes and Lee and Joseph all back in the rotation, but don't have a lot of interest in them. For me, it's really Cunningham, um, you know, Sadiq Bay and Diallo. You ha- you're kind of paying a premium for those guys um, when they weren't as healthy and, and they're decent plays. But for me, it's really Cunningham. Um, you know, Isaiah Stewart, he hasn't really gotten up over 20 minutes since he's back in the rotation and kind of takes Lyles out of the equation too, since he's playing backup. So for me, I have a lot of interest in Cunningham. Yeah, I mean, assuming everyone plays on the second end of a back-to-back, he's really the only person that I have interest in. 
And then on the Chicago side, I mean, it's a great matchup against Detroit, but with all three of these guys healthy and the usage kind of through all three of them, I just, it's so tough to trust playing any of these three guys um, outside of just large field tournaments. You're exactly right. I mean, you've got DeRozan and Levine, they're all priced up, you know, Vucevic kind of the third piece there. I mean, he's improved as of lately, but you know, he's certainly behind DeRozan and Levine for me. Um, you know, a guy that I think always tends to go overlooked, and I like his price point now. Um, I think he's at 6,800. But Lonzo Ball, you know, I mean, he has big upside every night. I mean, he certainly has the triple-double upside. You know, he can certainly take down and win a tournament for you. I mean, he's, you know, almost producing a minute um, or a fantasy point per minute. So, I like him for tournaments. He, I probably have the most interest just because of the price play there. Yeah, I mean, of the of the really strong Chicago players, he's the cheapest of the four. Yeah. So I think if you're gonna if you're gonna play like a kid Cunningham and you want to run it back, I don't mind running it back with Lonzo. There's a little bit of correlation there as well. Yeah. Golden State. Going into Memphis, two eighteen and a half total here. Warriors are a one point favorite on the Golden State side of things. Draymond's out. Peyton's questionable. Porter's questionable. Wiseman's still out. On the Memphis side of things, Stephen Adams is questionable. Dylan Brooks is out, and that's really it. Um, so starting here with Golden State, I mean, I think the first thing we mentioned is Clay Thompson's back. He played yeah. 20 minutes the other night. He took 18 shots, and I, I, I give it, you know, I, I think, I think they keep him 15 to 20 minutes for his first two or three games, unless something comes out. I don't think we could play it, but if there's something that comes out that he's going to get 30 minutes, right when that happens, you got to jump on it because he's not afraid to shoot, you know. And that was something that it was kind of iffy going in, but we saw Jordan Poole play less than 25 minutes here i think golden state is a team that you know you can always play steph and then outside of that you're gonna have to kind of wait on news here because if porter and draymond are gonna be out i think you could take shots on a guy like wiggins or maybe dare i say even take some shots here on looney um but i mean it's so tough to kind of figure out yeah, I'm with you. It really is tough to figure out. And like you said, you know, if we knew for sure Clay was going to get the minutes, you know, he is a guy that you definitely want to jump on because he's going to be taking those shots um, just like he did, you know, last game, even in a short amount of time. Um, you know, you're just not really getting any discounts to on a guy like Curry. He certainly has the upside every single slate, um, but, but you're paying up for him. And so to me, he just makes a good tournament play. Um, like you mentioned, you know, you can maybe throw Looney in there too, but kind of have to wait and see what the rotation looks like um, before we target guys like Wiggins um, or Looney. And I would just kind of reserve Curry for some of the large field GPPs. On the Memphis side, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll keep saying it. If you listen to the morning grind all the time, I think John Morant is just someone that is completely underrated just in general. I love him on a nightly basis. I love seeing triple J, um, you know, really show up here recently. Desmond Bain is another guy that is not afraid to shoot. I think this is going to be a fantastic game. Um, and I think you can play any of those three players from Memphis. And if Steven Adams is out, I like Triple J even more. 
Yeah, I couldn't agree more. In fact, when I was, you know, kind of researching this slate, I mean, I wrote those three guys down too. I, yeah, you're right. Triple J has been playing really well as of lately. You know, it's great to have Jaw back and playing extremely well. And Desmond Bain still has a great price point. And um, he's just been really fun to watch this year and has just had a ton of success. So I like all those guys too. And like you mentioned, you know, Dylan Brooks still out. I think Adam's still questionable. And, you know, Kyle Anderson, you could throw him in there too. I know he got the start, I believe, last time. Um, and put up some decent numbers. But yeah, I think it should be a great game as well and certainly have interest in those Memphis guys. All right, cruising along here, we got Minnesota at New Orleans is where we go next. This game has a 227 total. Minnesota is, they open at four. It's down to three most places now. Uh, so we'll go with that. On the Minnesota side of things, Pat Beverly questionable, and he's really the only injury news that we're looking at and then zion's still out so both of these teams almost 100 percent uh what are your thoughts here on the timberwolves yeah if beverly's out i mean i certainly like d'angelo russell anthony edwards you know they both carry high usage for the team um you know russell played in point a little bit so certainly have um, certainly like those guys, you know, Carl Anthony Towns always makes a great play and always gets a little bit overlooked, especially when you have Jokic and maybe some cheaper center options on the plates or on the, on the slate. So I think he's a guy to, um, you know, to target for tournaments. Um, you know, Jared Vanderbilt had a huge game against Houston last time. It was a great matchup for him, but yeah, for me, um, with Beverly out, maybe looking at, uh, Russell and Edwards and, and certainly Carl Anthony Towns as well for tournaments. New Orleans side of things. Um, I mean, everyone kind of back and healthy now. Valentunas price through the roof. Um, you know, eh, he might be worth it. <laughs> like we, we really like centers uh, against Minnesota. And I mean, Valentunas, if they do give him the ball and we see one of these 15 to 18 shot attempt games, he has 50 point upside in this matchup. Uh, what are your thoughts here on the Pelicans? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And he always seems to be just a little bit underpriced on, on FanDuel. I know we're kind of looking at the DK prices, but yeah, I, I think he has big upside. I like him a ton. Um, I believe Josh Hart is back too. So like you said, they're getting healthy. Um, I think, you know, you could go right back to Josh Hart. He's been playing extremely well, um, you know, over the last few weeks before he was out. You know, Brandon Ingram, always a tournament play, um, certainly had more interest in him um, when we knew Hart was out because he certainly, his usage bumps up quite a bit um, when Hart is out. Um, but yeah, for me, it's probably Joe Val, you know, a little bit of Josh Hart and maybe Ingram in some tournaments. All right. So we have a two and a half hour gap between the eight o'clock games and the last game on the night. That always creates a little bit of edge, which is always fantastic. We got Denver at LA taking on the Clippers. No total in this game. Will Barton is out. PJ Dozier is out. Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. remain out. On the Clippers side, Paul George, Hartstein, Kennard, Kawhi, and Justice Winslow are out. Uh, starting here with the Denver side of things. I mean, from a tournament perspective, it's it's nice to have Jokic as that like hammer. I really think that he's a fantastic tournament play here, especially with Will Barton out, but I think guys like Aaron Gordon could potentially be someone that gets a bump. Monte Morris is already somebody that I like in general. Um, so I'm looking at these guys 
And I'm looking at the defense that the Clippers have been playing. This is not your top five, top 10 Clippers defense. You look at the last five games for them. They're in the bottom 15 um, as far as defensive rating goes. So, and I mean, this is a game that could potentially, you know, win you a tournament with the Clippers playing at a pretty fast pace, giving Denver a nice bump in pace and matchup as far as, you know, the defense is concerned. So what are your thoughts here on the Nugs? Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And and with Jokic, like you said, being that last game of the night and there being a big gap between the last game, you know, he is going to go overlooked. I mean, he does every slate um, anyways. And so I think he's a fantastic um, tournament play and someone that I want to get a lot of exposure to. I mean, he's just been putting up incredible numbers this year. And like you said, especially with Barton out, you know, Aaron Gordon, like you said, his price has come down quite a bit. So, I mean, he's a value play. Um, so I certainly, you know, don't mind him. You kind of mentioned Monte Morris too, um, like all those guys, but I'll, I'll definitely have a lot of exposure to Jokic tomorrow night and, you know, kind of hoping for that late night hammer um, in that game. Uh, talk to me here about the Clippers. Yeah. So for the Clippers, you know, like you said, with Paul George out, I mean, you're looking at guys like, you know, Reggie Jackson and Bledsoe. I mean, they have a lot higher usage roles, you know, for the Clippers with him out, um, you know, so those are guys that you get exposure to. Then you've got, you know, you've got Marcus Morris too, um, you know, in the conversation. So gets plenty of usage. Um, he's not like a great value or anything like that, but, you know, certainly don't mind paying a little bit more for him. So I, I like him, you know, Jackson and Bledsoe are still priced reasonably. Um, you know, those are probably the, the three guys that I'm looking at the most and then getting some exposure, like you said, with Jokic. So that game environment in general, I think could be a really sneaky one for the slate tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, this game has so much potential um, just in general. And we know like Marcus Morris, he has that, 40 plus point upside Eric Bledsoe yes. he he can have those like big games but we know Terrence Mann is a guy that can put up points it's just does he do anything else in the way so I mean this is definitely one of those games I want a few pieces from and I think this is a game that could catch you up on the slate too so uh anything else from this one before we play the morning grind game no I don't think so I think we kind of covered the guys we like but uh yeah, bring it up again. I just think Jokic will be a could be a good key to the to the slate tomorrow for sure. Nicholas Batum played 30 minutes the other night against Atlanta. If they're gonna let him have these minutes, like I was just looking at that actually. Yeah, you're right. And we didn't mention him, but yeah, you're right. I mean, if he's gonna get the minutes, he's 4,300. So um, you know, he could certainly be a value play. You know, he and Crowder would make some good value plays for tomorrow. Yeah, and I'm sure a couple of people get rolled out during the day and we'll get some more value plays. So yeah. Um, that always happens. All right, let's play the morning grind game and then uh, we'll get out of here. Watch the end of the college football championship game. Favorite play under 5K to go 7X. Who's your cheap play that you like to go off today? So under 5K, um, I am going to go with, um, I'm going to go with Aaron Gordon. Oh, I like that one. I'm going to go Nicholas Batum, hoping that he gets the minutes. I was going to go, I was going to go Monte Morris, but I'll go Nicholas Batum. I like it. Over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today? 
bus today, I am going to say over 8K. You know, with New Orleans being a little bit healthier, I am going to say Ingram, Brandon Ingram. I mean, I, I'm going to go Fred Van Vliet. This is a really tough matchup. They're, they're really close to full strength. Um, I'm going to go Van Vliet. Now, I could definitely see Van Vliet winning you a tournament, too. So I, I think if you're playing yep. MME, you definitely want to get exposure to him for sure. Favorite 6X play today, who do you got? Um, I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to go with Lonzo ball. I really like him as a sneakier play, um, priced at that 6,800 range. So I'll go Lonzo. I like it. Uh, I like it. I'm going to go John Morant. I think he shows up big oh, yeah. and has a monster game, um, for this one. So I, he's just a guy that I love to play. And I think this yes. is a game that he could have a monster. So I like that a lot. Um, he could have been my let's get weird GPP play, but we need a let's get weird GPP play of the day. Uh, who do you like? Okay. I let's see. Let's get weird GPP play. I'm going to go see here. Any price point? I always forget. Yep. I'm going to go. I'm going to actually go. I'm going to go with Josh Hart. I don't think he's going to be targeted a ton coming back and like him. I don't think Valanciunas is going to be popular today. I'm going to go with Valanciunas. I think he's someone that can win you a slate. So he's someone that I, I could see being under-owned, and I really like him in this spot. So For sure. Uh, we don't have a ton of lines up. Is there any bets that are standing out to you here night before? Um, nothing jumping off the page at me, but I mean, we are only looking at three games with lines right now. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. They just kind of started coming out. So nothing that jumps off yet. Um, yeah. Yeah. No problem. That's going to wrap it up. Uh, Christy, any final thoughts? No, good to see you again, Stevie. And uh, looks like a little good little slate. I like these five to six game slates. So wish everyone the best of luck tomorrow and uh, good doing the show with you. Always fun. Excited for, um, I mean, this slate potentially could be really, really good. I, I just, I mean, yes. you look at this slate and I mean, there's a few games that could change the slate with this Denver game being the last game. Are people really going to, leave a 12 K player in there all, all slate. So I, um, I like this one, this one, this one sets up a lot of fun. I think we're going to get some really good props for prize picks and that stuff. So yes. excited for this one. That's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. Hope everyone has an awesome Tuesday. Good luck. We'll see you again tomorrow.